This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. Back in 2013, three friends came together to start a car rental business. Business grew, and when 2015 came about, Carpedia was born. It served a niche market for individuals who own idle cars, but little use for them, which can turn to be a financial burden. These cars are then rented out to gig workers who would use these vehicles for gig jobs. Everything came to a halt when the pandemic and MCO happened, and as gig driver incomes hit rock bottom, most gave up, and Carpedia started to see an increase in the number of idle cars in the garage. They quickly pivoted to other car-related gig jobs such as parcel deliveries, personal grocery shoppers and car wrapping advertisements, which helped them through the tough period. I'm here with Hazim Azhar, co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, to talk about their roots and how they've evolved their business into what it is today. Good morning, Hazim. Thank you, Frida. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Did I explain everything correctly? Yeah. Um, surprisingly, it's precise, but the more details I will explain later, Okay. Now, first of all, congratulations on placing top 10 of the Alpha Startups for InsurTech program by uh, FWD Startup Studio and Lead Ventures. So correct me where I went wrong. Tell me about, you know, Carpedia 2013. Take me back to 2013. Okay. It's a long story. Carpedia that we have today is a result of pivot after pivot. And right now, we define ourselves as a geek talent platform for businesses. And our current focus is basically to serve in the very niche and focused industry, which is in logistic industry. So essentially, what we do in a simple words is we supply and manage manpower or gig workers to logistic players, for example, the likes of Shopee Express, Ninja Van, to help these companies with their day-to-day operation. And to make you relate to our services better, I'm sure that you have received parcels from whether Ninja Van or Shopee Express and whatnot, right? So those people, are, they are a chance that they are coming from us. We assign them to, to do jobs for well. yeah. But um, that was not what we did when we started. And like you mentioned, um, we were in a car rental business. And in fact, we pivoted a few times, yeah? to be precise, two times. A major pivot that we did to become what we are today. And um, if I can uh, tell you the story... It started back uh, way back in 2015, where three of us, the co-founders, we were we were still in corporate world. Yeah, we had full-time jobs, but we wanted to have side hustle. But uh, and we decided to let's do a car rental business. Hence the name Carpedia that we have right now, lah. Yeah, and we started doing small, doing car rental business uh, to university students. Then after a year, we expanded to corporate. To tourism and one particular segment that was a hype back then, which is doing car rental to e-hailing drivers for Uber and Grab. Uh, so that was the point where we started to get to know and trying to uh, our touch base with the audience of gig economy. And that was the first pivot that we did. Uh, we decided to position ourselves from a traditional car rental business to a car sharing platform for e-hailing market. That was when we grew from just having one car to over 100 cars by the time we entered 2020. But unfortunately, COVID came in 2020. Yeah? And like you mentioned just now, we were hit so badly by COVID. Yeah? Um, because, you know, during COVID, uh, e-hailing was totally paralyzed. No one go out. Yeah? And 
many drivers and gig workers quit. So our thinking back then, to sustain the business, how do we help these gig workers that are still staying with us, who rent our cars, so that they can earn more income, so that it is sufficient to at least pay the rental. That was our initial thoughts. Lah. So it was a trigger point for our second pivot. You know, during pandemic, that online shopping went crazy. Yes. Millions of parcels every day. I'm sure you are one of those. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we took the yes. initiative to talk to logistic players. And also you mentioned just now to groceries players. Uh, hey, we have this amount of drivers. They have cars. How can we help you to send these parcels or items uh, to end customers? And that was what we did through the rest of pandemic period that make us survive until now. And it was a proof of concept, I think, uh, 2020 and 2021. And in quarter four last year, out of all the segments that we experimented, we found that we saw that online shopping and also parcel delivery, delivery trend are still going strong as compared to other segments. For example, like groceries. Groceries, once PKP are lifted up, then people still prefer to go out and still touch the veggies and the, the beefs and whatnot, right? So we decided as a team, okay, let's focus on this parcel delivery or the los- this logistic industry all out. Yeah? So I would say that in 2020 was the year that we sort of like, uh, we refresh back, we unlearn, relearn, made adjustment to our business model and here we are today. Right. So many things to ask you, right? At the moment now that things are opening up, do you need to pivot again? I think um, why did we pivot is we just had to stay relevant. I think pivot in business is not uncommon thing because you see like big companies like Twitter, Instagram, they all is a result of pivot, right? But more importantly, not just to stay relevant, but pivot should be able to propel you further as compared to the previous one. Yeah? Like for us, we pivoted because we saw our business model back then, it was too operation heavy and also asset heavy. Yeah? We hold too many cars. Yeah? Like we did car rental business. Right? Uh, you know, by having a physical fleet, you have to oversee the maintenance part, storage, and the scalability comes with too huge of an investment. Yeah? So it's a blessing in disguise, lah, this um, pandemic and covid that we decided that let's operate leaner. We minus the car part, but we still provide the gig workers to businesses, just like we did with Grab and Uber, but minus the car part. Yeah? Uh, so our narrative and offering has changed. If previously our offer was, um, hey, do you want to do Grab, but you don't have cars? We provide good current service for you to do Grab. But now, hey, you're looking for a job? We have a gig for you. Come and join us. Um, you can use your own car, no problems. Yeah. So the reachability is much higher uh, with this current business model. Okay. Who are your three co-founders? What background do you all come from? Okay. We were all came from the same school. We went to the same boarding school together back when in Form 1 until Form 5. Uh, so that was where all the connections begin. Lah, that we, we know each other inside out. We know how the behavior of this guy and that guy. Are, and we just wanted it. When we started working back in 2013, we just started working. Eh? And we just wanted to do things together, to, to build something together. And uh, that was initially our motivation. And of course, Manila at first place. But when we were into this business, uh, it was other things that we see. We started to see that our offerings are starting to give impact to people, to give their earnings uh, and to make a living. I think that is one of our a huge motivation for us to keep going to this further. Lah. And if you're asking about our background, 
both uh, all three of us we came from corporate background but different skill set like myself um, i was from oil and gas industry and um, amirul he was also coming from oil and gas industry initially and then moved to manufacturing but we were all in um, engineers yeah uh, yeah engineers we started off as engineers and also the other one one virus is also was also engineer but uh, he was more into software uh, tech Okay, so the three the three boys have gotten together to do this. I wanted to also find out a little bit the kind of people that are you know joining your platform and all that. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. I'm here with Hazim Azhar from Carpedia. Stay tuned to Open for Business BFM 89.9. Be free, Malaysians. BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm here with Hazim Azhar, co-founder and CEO of Carpedia. We got together in 2013, but started business 2015. Gone through two major pivots uh, in supporting the gig economy. And you know, one of the things that you spoke about earlier on supporting the gig economy. What kind of people are joining the the platform? They're men, certain age group. Do you know the kind of people that are joining you? Yeah, I think we are quite clear on our demographic of users. Uh, especially for the gig workers, eh? um, 70% of our users are between the age of 30 to 40. And um, we are targeting this kind of uh, this kind of audience because uh, our specific audience that we want to be on, in our platform is people who are unemployed, mostly in the transition while looking out for permanent job. Because we understand with the, the understanding of gig economy right now, people do not want to do this kind of job for life yeah for the rest of the life yeah they want to do this just for transition for for something especially um, a transition while they are looking up for something stable in the future i give you an example of uh, one store manager of a coffee shop due to covid she got retrenched because the branch closed and while job hunting she needs to sustain her life because she had families and she needs a minimum of 2000 ringgit to be to to sustain her life So the gig that we offered enabled her to earn that much because that is the um, from our data that was the average amount of income that our gig workers can could earn being in our platform, while at the same time offer her flexibility to have time to do job hunting. So she stayed for us with a good six months lah doing our gig. But at least you know in that six months she was able to have an income. Yeah, correct, and not just income but also a pretty decent ones. Uh, yeah, a minimum of two thousand to two thousand five hundred was it the average amount of income? Right, which is the starting salary, more than the starting salary of a fresh grad, actually. Exactly. So, okay, you were top ten of the Alpha Startups or Insurtech program, and that was uh, FWD Startup Studio and uh, Lead Ventures, right? So, taking part in that, how does it connect back to Insurtech? Why did you decide to take part in that? Um. One T three seven and FWD the program was an accelerator program hosted by One T three seven Ventures, and this time around the edition that I joined was a joint collab between One T three seven and also FWD Insurance. Yeah, twenty uh, five startups were selected for the first round, and for the next round they called it 
Alpha Round, um, we were one of the startups that were shortlisted joined the next stage. So the input of the program, why I joined was because um, previously I was reaching out for fundraising. Yeah? And basically how I did my fundraising is the more people that I see is uh, the more things that you can learn to improve. Yeah? What is the investor's appetite? How do I cater to their needs and how to make it sexy? Yeah? So I, and I bumped into a lot of suggestions that recommended me to go to accept this accelerator because they said it's different. Yeah? And uh, I just did my application and true enough that the approach that was introduced in this program is really, really different from accelerators that I have joined before, especially in terms of um, the touch of mentorships, yeah? even after the programs. Uh, it gives us really uh, uh, better insights on how to structure the deals, how to better structure the, the businesses, to ride along with the trends. And the advantage of me um, joining this time around with the collaboration, collaboration with FWD is how do we we get to, to think of the angle of how do we incentivize our gig workers um, and how do we educate them with the perks of having benefits, of having insurance, of having savings and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, so are you looking at fundraising at the moment? Yes, but we are riding on this program of 1237 because we previously we did we did race, but I found out that there was a lot of wrong things that we did yeah? in terms of valuation, in terms of our offering, the deals, the us. Uh, so this is something that I'm still learning in this program and hopefully by the end of the program, we'll be able to race more effectively. Like. Okay, so just work on developing the business. And when you look at your business, Carpedia, right, in terms of expansion, what is expansion for you? Is it growth? Is it going deeper? Is it, you know, I mean, the focus, I guess, for the next one, two years, what area of business do you want to improve on? Okay, one, definitely the important milestones that we need to achieve over the next one, one or two years is definitely growing our tech features and our tech team because we have seen it. Uh, yeah, we have, like I mentioned, we have been doing this business in 2015 until 2020. And pretty much within those five years, we were not really digital or tech company. Yeah, it's a, it's a hybrid. Lab. But we took the advantage of MCO and COVID to di fully digitalize our business and we could see a, an immediate impact of technology, how it helps the business to scale further, to reach further. And if you ask me about our future plan, that is what we want to do, which is how do we grow our tech team? How do we grow our, the features in our platform? And basically, how do we solve the operation bottlenecks that we have in our day-to-day -day operation using automations and also technology? Yeah. Okay. What are some bottlenecks that we can't see? That we you can't see. For example, uh, the bottlenecks that are still happening is the deployment from the gig workers to going to be assigned to the uh, to the clients. Yeah, because there are some clash of dates. Uh, yeah, those kind of things that makes it sometimes there will be glitches, in, especially in terms of expectations. Yeah. Those clients expected to come at 9, but they come at 10, they come at 8, something like that, because the information was not right. Because a client itself, they have a few layers of communications. We wish that that could be solved through automation and technology. Right. So the other thing is also people always say expansion. Are you planning to go in other parts of the region or anything like that or, you know, down, you know, in the pipeline? Yes, definitely. But our focus right now, we want to remain focused within the next one to two years to, um, in terms of product development in our home ground, uh, which is Malaysia. 
Right. And when you look at marketing something like yours, right, it's how do you go about marketing your business? People just know how to find it. How do you go about recruiting, I guess? Yeah, um, we invest in social media marketing to make sure that our brand awareness and also our offering is um, known to, especially to localized community. For example, uh, um, we are serving clients who wants to do, uh, who wants people in certain hubs in Semenye, for example, or Kajang. So it's only logical for us to approach people who are around the vicinity of that area, right? Uh, we do a lot of um, social media marketing over there. And also we did strategic partnership, for example, what we did with Jabatan Hal Ehwal Veteran, Angkatan Tentera. Yeah? Because most of the veterans, they retire quite early. And around 30 plus, they already retired. Yeah? And most of them, unfortunately, they don't have much of stable Other income. skills. Yeah, yeah, correct. So given their traits of discipline, um, physical ability, those are the right suits for us to recruit to do this kind of jobs. Like. Mm. Okay. And are you beyond uh, the Klang Valley at the moment? Yeah, we are currently serving nationwide, especially in Peninsula Malaysia. Okay. Sabah and Sarawak a bit difficult. What is the issue there? Sabah and Sarawak, I would say it would just be less than 1% of our market right now because uh, we just piloted in Sabah and Sarawak. So basically, how our strategy was, um, when we pivoted, we make sure that it is more reachable and more scalable. Eh? When we were with car sharing platform, we were focusing much on our operations in Clan Valley. It's hard to uh, panic. Run away. Uh, yeah. But when we pivot the business model, within uh, just a few weeks, we already penetrating and also operating in the whole peninsula of Malaysia. Because the strategy is we are riding along and working along with clients that already have presence in all those states and also regions. So by proving to them that we are capable, that we are important for them, that will definitely meet us where they go. Right. Uh, Hazim, is there anything else you'd like to add which I haven't asked you yet? Um, to make you understand what our products and how our services work. Yeah, we are a platform that matches the need from two segments of customers. Yeah, Which is number one, the paying clients, uh, aka the logistic players. And number two, the users, aka the gig workers. Lah. And for the logistic players, the platform works as a recruitment platform where clients can make um, talent requests, the deploy the gig workers, monitor talent performance easily, and our technology helps them to skip the hassle of managing the flexibility of gig workers. What, what kind of flexibility? Flexibility in terms of um, the work shifts, flexibility in terms of payroll, flexibility in terms of reward and benefit. And meanwhile, for the gig worker, the platform works as a part-time job platform where it helps them to get quick access to sustainable income within the logistic industry, nearby, closer to their, to their home. Right. Sort of, uh, yeah, so it's not really last mile, but I mean, as I guess it's also supports them that they can find work within the area. They don't have to travel too far as well. Yes, correct. Correct, correct. And the nature of different, the nature of work, I think it's uh, it's different as compared to Grab or Lalamove. If I could give the comparison, yeah? um, if you are doing Lalamove or Grab, uh, you, you will start working uh, once you go out from the house and you turn on the app, yeah? And then you depend on the app um, to tell you, okay, go to point A, pick up one thing, and then send to point B, right? 
but uh, it's different with what we are offering. When you apply in for a job in our platform, what we do is we'll be able to assign you to one particular hub that requires you to come every morning, mostly, uh, and pick up, for example, like 550 to 100 parcels and send throughout the day. It depends on you, how many parcels you want, um, what time you want to come. It depends on you. So that kind of job that we are offering. And that is how we make sure that those people coming to our platform is able to earn sustainable income and they could have a tar- targeted income that they want. Right. Okay. So at least they know I got to work harder. I will earn this amount and yes. I'm only willing to work. So, okay. So at least you can actually predict how much money you're going to make, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for, for spending time with us. Uh, Hazim, all the best. Uh, I've been speaking to Hazim Azhar from Carpedia and you've been listening to Open for Business. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.5. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.